This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. The third. You know how long I've been holding on to that? <laughs> Apparently quite a while. It's been it's been a minute. How you doing, Michael? <laughs> hey everybody, I'm in Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Special Mikey. Along with me is Super Vegan Brian. I have blood vests popping out of my forehead right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to take it dry. You know, I listened to the episode where my evil doppelganger was nice to you and it was appealing. So I'm going to try to be nice from now on. <laughs> Oh man, you're gonna. There's gonna be a pile of broken pencils. I give it. I give it, I give it 20 minutes. Any takers? Well, apparently the uh, the 315 to Yuma doesn't agree. Well, the train's in. All right, who's next? Uh, along with me is David Theobald. Hi, everybody. The third. Yes. And along with us is two guests today. What? Two yes. guests? I know. It's amazing. Yes, we have two. And one of them is the amazing fantasy cartographer, Anna Meyer. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're glad to have you back always. And always a pleasure to have one of our next guests just as well. Is It is Odin, the all father that's thunder and lightning (laughs) hello i'm odin and thank you for having me on your show hi again anna i just realized that this is the scandinavian um podcast because we have anna from sweden and ona odin from the norse pantheon (laughs) Uh uh-huh odin i have to ask you how with that eye patch how do you get such good depth on all those foam swords and axes uh well you know uh it it takes a divine intervention to be able to actually make that work out i don't know Uh, i know it's so I, I often say that the eye was given up. Show. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. Well, remember, uh, uh, mythologically speaking, Odin gave up his eye for wisdom. Well, I still have both my eyes, so I'm just not that wise. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is true. Oh, this is true. And. <laughs> I have to say that having two guests on today is actually going to be actually pretty fun because I like both you guys a lot and your and both your works incredibly much so. And today we're actually going to be talking about having a discussion about some of the weirdest, craziest uh, monsters we've seen in D&D or that we like. But first, but first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game. Uh, What's nerdy with you? Where we take it in turn to say the nerdiest thing we've done in the past few weeks and then we vote on them using uh, the patented Mike My 
Tyler widget system. <laughs> now I now deliverable through the extra dimensional portal. I uh, know we use FedEx now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Why not Temporal Express? Uh, they charge too much. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> we actually use interdimensional FedEx. Yeah, that was oh, that was right. obviously. Yeah. I mean, when it has to be absolutely there yesterday. Yeah, the, right. the, the Astral Express. Yep. Yeah. It has, to, it be has to be when it absolutely has to be there yesterday. So I guess yep. we don't have to play the game. We just check to see who has the widgets already. <laughs> yep. Would that create a paradox? Uh, now like, everybody, now everybody, look under your chairs and look at that. Everyone has a box. <laughs> wow! So you now, get a box, and you, and get, you a box. get a box. What's in the box? Yep. Bees. <laughs> yep. Oh, not the bees. No, it's the bees. Oh, not again. It's gonna be one of those episodes. Oh, there we go. Oh, see the, tra- the train agrees. Yep. yep, train agrees. I, I won. I won. Apparently, this we have a third guest, everybody. Who has the train? <laughs> Amtrak. <laughs> Amtrak has the train, Brian. Come on. Who brought a train with him? Fess up. Fess up. Right, nobody then. gets to leave the classroom. That's me. I've been a Thomas the Tank Engine fan forever, so I, I brought the train. I knew it. <laughs> Thomas hadn't such bullshit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, in our game, uh, we have a tradition that the guests will go first. So, Anna, what's nerdy with you? Uh, okay, let's see if I can win this this time. I, I think I won it every time I've been on the show I mean, like four you, times. You, so. you do have a pretty good house edge. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see got, here. Yeah. So, so since I'm, I'm kind of locked down to virtual stuff like the rest of the world, basically, so so this one is virtual, but it is kind of cool anyway. So I, a couple of days ago, I got invited to um, a Middle Eastern convention, a role-playing oh. game convention. I think it's in your uh, Emirate and Saudi Arabian players and, and probably from Oman and a few others too, and, and some Americans and, and, and British and, and European exiles who live down there. They apparently have put together a virtual convention for them themselves down there and they wanted some people to come on and and to to take part in seminars so they invited me and so i decided to make it more than just pop up on on zoom or something so i'm actually going to take my my virtual plane and fly there in my flight sim to the uh, the place and put the the con logo or something on the plane and and have some fun with it that's awesome that is awesome that is how you go to a virtual convention. Wow, yep. that's amazing. Yeah. That yep. You is, fly there. So, yep. I you roll have, up in style with your virtual plane. Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually, oh, sorry. I'm, I have absolutely no idea how anyone is going to compete with that. Well, because I'm, you I'm already actually, on my way. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I arrived yesterday, last night, I flew to, to, to Keflavik, Iceland. So, I, I've started like, what was it, like seven days, a week ago in, oh, wow. in, um, in, in, down in, in Hemet, actually, where I normally base my virtual plane in, in Hemet on Hemet Airport and then I've flown all the way to past Canada and, and Baffin Island and over over Greenland so now I'm actually in Iceland and then I'm going to stop over and see my mother and I'm going to stop in England on the way and then go all the way down to, to Doha or Dubai or something like that. We'll see where they're going to have it. Yep. Wow, that is when, so cool. That's amazing. That's going to be my I question. Have, <laughs> I have with, to when know. were you flying real time? Yeah. Oh I yeah, it's real time. Everything, everything, real time, real weather, real uh, traffic control. I, I fly, I fly my flight plans and all that stuff too. That's so, amazing. Oh, awesome. That's amazing. When you, when you get to so cool. when you get to Sweden, do you 
um, Skype with your mother because you're virtually going there and then you have to have a virtual conversation with her? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, I do that every oh, day anyway, but I will, I'll land on the little... First, I have to go through to Gothenburg and change planes because the little airfield is so small that I can't land my big plane there. So I have to but yeah, unload a little plane and then fly from there to the little airport next to where she lives, a little grass field. Oh, that's that's yep. so amazing. You were yeah. the only person I've ever heard of actually virtually flying to a virtual convention. Yeah, I'm, yeah. That I, is I was, so brilliant. Oh, yep. my God. Yep. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm doing that. So, yep. <sighs> wow. All right. How long, oh, do you, wow. How, long, how long do you make your layovers? Uh, my layovers, uh, it's real. I usually fly, I fly like once every day or every two days, so to speak. So uh, go to, to Europe will be S13 flights. So it will be like 16 flights to go to Middle East from here. I could fly longer, but I only want to fly like two hours maximum at a time. It's more fun. Can't it's, blame you for that. Yeah, it gets boring yeah. if you, and, and it's almost photoreal terrain the whole way. So it, it's beautiful sight. So now I'm going to actually have a, a day of stopover in, uh, in in Iceland and use the new Microsoft Flight Sim uh, 2020, uh, 2020 that I'm, I'm an alpha tester of and fly around Iceland and see what it looks like in, in, in it actually photoreal. It's it's just like wow. doing it for real. So, yep. So I'm going to take it a day and fly around Iceland and look at it a bit. And then I'm going to take my old prepared and, and fly over to, to next these Faroe Islands and then it's Scotland and so on and so forth. So, yeah. But now that that was what nerd what was nerdy with me this week. Wow, that's that was, amazing. I love that it. Was plint, that was plenty nerdy. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I was wow. muted. I was trying to say something. Oops. Um, <laughs> when, when visiting Anna with my wife one time, um, Anna took us on a virtual flight from Hemet yep. to um, to oh. Lake Elsinore. Yep. And on the way, we spent the whole time there on the flight. And on the way, she goes, okay, we're flying over my house now. And both of us looked out the window. <laughs> uh, yep. yep. I was going to ask, how was the drink service? There, yep. It would be hilarious as if a plane actually flew over right at that <laughs> Yep. That would be great. Yep. <laughs> you can barnstorm your own house. Yep. It is, it is, um, it is hyper-realistic. When Anna says it's yep. realistic, it's, uh, it's, you can only really tell it's not real if you kind of zoom in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was she like taking use... a leg and like shaking your guys' chairs? She's like turbulent. Yeah. <laughs> and you can you can use VR too. So when I'm I'm not when I'm flying long distance, oh, wow. I don't use VR. But you can use VR if you want to fly upside down and do aerobatics and and, and stuff like that. So that's then you fly VR. That's uh, insane. That's pretty wicked. Hmm? That's yeah. wow. I remember watching one of the engineers at a high tech company I worked for in the late '90s doing the flight sim. He was landing at a place near us and flying off somewhere else. All you know, Windows whatever '97. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very. Very different, but I was fascinated with it then. And he's like, "Oh yeah, this is all the this is the right path, and this is the right stuff." Yeah, it was yeah. It, it now it looks fantastic. It it's super 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 real. It's yeah, very that very cool, incredible. Yeah, yeah. pretty awesome. Odin, Odin. Yeah, I don't yes. know how you you of anybody might be able to top that. You're the only person who could dethrone Anna. <laughs> I think uh, you you might be the our only hope. Well, I I had something that was going to be really nerdy that was going to happen this week. But it got canceled at the last minute. So I didn't get to do a, um, a Discord meeting of being redirected through Twitch, talking to Magic the Gathering players that are based out of Britain, while I hosted a half an hour thing on how to make magic spellbooks. All that got postponed until next Monday, which will be after the fact for when the show comes out. So that didn't happen this week. Oh. So the most nerdy thing that happened to me this week, I suppose, was uh, later the same day. Uh, and I can't go 
give full details here. I apologize for that. Uh, I had yet another video call with somebody else because it was a video audition to appear as a guest star on a upcoming show that is all about crafting to be a guest judge. Excuse me, not a guest star, a guest judge for a crafting Whoa. competition show. Yeah. Wow. On TV. And, and um, uh, sure. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Details. <laughs> Basically, yes, but ooh, whatever. Um, and what was really exciting for me about the whole thing, uh, aside from getting to participate in something like that, is um, the, the casting agent, she specifically seeked me out. It, it wasn't something I applied for. It wasn't something I was going for. It was also I got this email. I was like, oh, okay. So I respond to it. Three minutes later, she called. Wow. So that was pretty exciting for me. And then we set up the the, the, the virtual audition. So that's where it's at. Uh, is it happening? Don't know. If it happens, September. And, you know, but um, I, I don't know when I'll hear back. But that was outside of that. Eh, I posted a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> Odin's, Odin's going to be going to be fam- is going to be more famous. Wow. <laughs> Trying. Wow. That, that's, that's, uh, that is, yeah, you're one of the most famous people I know, dude. So awesome. I don't that, know. The virtual con is cool. I've done a couple local uh, ones uh, and, and they're a lot of fun. And the idea of flying to a virtual con is awesome. You know, honestly, though, I have to say, Odin, knowing you has been as is a highlight because I, I really like everything you do. And I think you're a wonderful person. And also it allows Thank me to you. go to go over to one of my friends who does my not my friend, my, my wife's cousin. She who I'm friendly <laughs> with. She she does stagecraft in college and, and, and prop making is, is like a passion of hers. And when I look at her and I tell her like, yeah, you know, Odin Abbott, she goes, love his channel. I was like, yeah, he's my friend. My friend. <laughs> and she's just like, and she just loses it. She's like, you know him? Oh my God, that's amazing. And I'm like, yep, here's an Odin make sticker for Christmas. And she started weeping. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, so. Way the, to name uh, drop, bro. <laughs> yeah, way to name drop. Hey, if you do it, if you can. Um, so the, the, the Magic Gathering stream, uh, talking back and forth with the person coordinating that, the technical guy, apparently, um, there's one point when his girlfriend ended up talking to the person controlling the screen. So three people in this conversation now, right? So uh, apparently Kev is super excited that, that I was going to be part of the stream to the point that she had to go talk to the producer. Who the hell is this Odin guy? And why won't he shut up about it? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's great. <laughs> nice. But me and my ego, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh. Well, considering how I was when I when I finally got to see you in person, you, you should be like, damn, I'm famous. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's weird because I don't feel famous. Does that That's make any good. sense? Keep it that way. I, 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 I do my thing and I put my videos out and, and I see a lot of negative comments and I do my best to not let them get me down. And and I'm just doing my thing as far as I know. I don't feel famous. Dude, I, how could anybody have anything negative about you? Like everything you make is amazing. That, Thank your, you. Your, your Valhalla axe from the newest episode, that looks like a real axe, man. Oh, like yeah, that thing's greatest so cool. Work. I, was like, I, could, I was like, at first I was like, hey, I got dowels. I got some foam. I could do that. Then I saw you do the knot work and I was like, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you doing the knot work. I went, nope. <laughs> I would like to just jump in and remind everybody that we have a time frame to follow. Oh, oh right, right. Oh, right. fine, fine. Uh, um, uh, David, what's fine. there to so, you? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I thought I fanboyed, it, fanboyed hard around Odin. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> Dude, listen to some old episodes. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh man, what is nerdy with me? Uh, honestly, not too much. Things have just been kind of been working a lot. Uh, I'm still working full time. I'm in a. I'm sadly been an essential employee this entire time. I've been full time nose to the grindstone. Uh, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft lately. My guild we got back into raiding, so it's kind of like a second job now. I'm doing uh, on top of the D and D games I'm GMing and playing in, and my free time got very busy considering the fact that I don't do much other than stay inside my house. <laughs> So yeah, I, I haven't been I haven't been uh, too 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 extra nerdy as of late. Just a lot of gaming and you know trying to trying to keep with the days straight, as it were. Uh, how about you, Brian? What's nerdy with you? Oh, that's what I was waiting to hear. You're the best, David. I try. Um, I try. <laughs> so you, um, people follow my What's Nerdy with You's last few episodes know that I was attempting to join a couple of games, um, a couple of tabletop role-playing games. I finally found a virtual tabletop game that looks like it's going to stick. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get permission from anybody to name drop, so I'm just going to say that um, a friend of mine who used to be a venture captain in Pathfinder Society, the organized play for Pathfinder role-playing game, uh, uh, posted on his Facebook page and said, anybody want to play an online game? And I said, yes. And he said, what kind of genre? And everybody agreed on sci-fi. And we're going to play Mind Jammer, which is a relatively new um, fate core role-playing game. It is a big, giant, beefy book about post-humanist sci-fi, and I am so excited. Um, We had our session zero where we talked about, you know, we kind of met each other and talked about what we wanted to do for the theme of the game. Now, tomorrow, we are meeting to do character creation, which I'm very much looking forward to because with Fate Core, everyone makes their characters together. Interesting. And everyone is involved in everyone else's character creations to create natural connections between the characters. That's kind of cool. There is no everyone makes their character at home and then you meet in a tavern. It's everyone kind of works it out. And in addition to making the characters, you're building the starting the starting narrative of the game. Fate Core is actually used by some writers to help write screenplays and novels. And it's neat that because it's such an organic system, the television show The Librarians used the Fate Core system for its screenplay writing. Huh. Huh. So I'm very excited. I'm playing a um, a synthetic character. I, I basically pulled the idea whole hog from the movie Interstellar. I'm playing one of those box-shaped robots. Oh, nice. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm putting my own twist on it a little bit. Basically, what I said is a robot who, an, an ex-Marine Corps tactical robot that was involved in space exploration got a little bit too close to a singularity and ended up getting sentient. So it's like I'm playing the sequel to what happened to that robot after. He's playing it down. He's lore. It got whipped into the future. <laughs> it got whipped into the future and is having its own adventures. I'm playing him as a... Johnny Five is alive. I'm playing him, yeah, I'm playing him as a sentient robot who um, gained his independence and is fights for the rights of synthetics to have independence if they're if they're sentient. So when when he told me about this character at first I was like, oh, so he's like, he's, he's like, it's deadpan, but he, but he has he has personality. And so everything's really deadpan. I was like, oh, so he's dead. He goes, oh no, he, he uses contractions it's like, oh no, he's lore. <laughs> it's like a mixture of lore and uh, the doctor from Voyager. I didn't, oh, I I didn't oh, use yeah. the name from the movie. I used um, T0.777777 or Todd for short. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. He has to explain that every. He has to explain it that way every time when somebody asks his name. That's that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's. So, is your uh, were you programmed by the General Serious uh, Corporation with a genuine people personality, or? Um, it's it's whatever the movie does. I got to watch it again. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he now has homework for the character. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come up with my own twist on it. I'm trying not to include too many details because it's just supposed to be a basic concept and we come up with everything else, a character creation. But um, Michael, okay. what was nerdy with you? Well, like David, I have been a, an essential worker. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a butcher now. I have, I'm in my apprenticeship program. So I cut the meat so everybody can eat. That's so cool, dude. Seriously. That's, oh, that's yeah. awesome. I cut the foods. Thank you. That makes me feel really good. Uh, so I haven't yeah. been doing I haven't been doing too much like Brian. I tried to join a couple games and uh, they didn't stick, but my friend, uh, I can drop his name. He doesn't mind. I know him. He, he's, uh, my friend Wayne Abraham, he's actually trying to get a game together right now. He actually, oh, really? Yeah, he actually took pictures of my Explorer's Guide to Wildmount for some uh, for some uh, work on the game. Oh, nice. David just found game number seven. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's starting I mean... He's starting it out, and so we're doing that. Um, but the thing is, that I've actually been nerding out on the new Predator Hunting Grounds video game that dropped a couple, uh, last month. And I've been enjoying playing with a couple friends. And uh, one of the, the nerdiest things that happened is how um, my friend Dwayne and I ended up being the last two live in our fire team as the Predator was hunting us down. Two of our two of our other fire team members stayed behind. And they're like, what are they doing? He's like, oh, I think they're trying to kill it. It's like, dude, he's at full health. Let's just, we're, we finished all the objectives. Let's just go. And we start hearing a bunch of fire. And they're like, whoa, what was that? I was like, them dying, run faster. So, but the, one of the funniest things is we were both standing at the bottom of the hell, uh, we're getting ready to go up for the helicopter. And we're both like almost dead because we were had to fight off AIs too, and as we're about to go up, the predator charges us and nearly and nearly knifes uh, us out of the hell off the rope because we're both at like two health. And so my wife just heard uh, from the living room at ten thirty at night. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> so uh. that, that's what that's my nerdy thing is. I've been nerding out on this video game and trying to get as much time in on it as I've I've been able to, but it's really hard considering how much I'm working right now. Cool. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I remember I had an honorable mention. Uh, an honorable mention. I uh, introduced a friend of mine at work to a sci-fi series by Joe, uh, the sci-fi works of Joe Haldeman. Oh. Uh, he, he, he's starting out with uh, Forever Peace. He, I, I told him the synopsis of the story, and he said it sounded interesting, so I loaned him the book. Cool. I've never heard of those before. Yeah. Uh, nice. uh, he, he has several. Uh, one of his most famous is The Forever War. He also does. Uh, he also has an old 20th, uh, Forever Peace. He's won some Hugo Awards and a bunch of other sci-fi awards. Wow. I'm reading um, the some Shadowrun anthologies right now. Yeah. I'm reading the Tales from the Sprawl at the moment, and I'm I because um, I was jonesing for some sci-fi with playing this game coming up, and Shadowrun seemed like a good place to jump into. Friend of I mine wanted something kind of cartoony and not so oh, okay. realistic. That's good. My friend of mine actually messaged me. He uh, picked up book I think four of the the uh, Legend of Drizzt series. Um, I think it's book four. That's Crystal Shard. That's book four, right? If I remember right. I don't remember. I think it is, but yeah, he picked it up and asked if, if I had ever read it. And I was like, dude. <laughs> nice. so, All right, well. Yeah. So yeah. I got I got asked if uh, if I'd ever read them or anything, and uh, and I recommended them to him. So that was really good. That made me feel nice. So, But anyway, 
We're going to vote now. Anna, you have six widgets. Who gets them? Uh, I think I'll, I'll give Odin four. And wow. Then I bring, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, I'll give David one and Brian one. Well, thank you, Anna. So so generous. Such a giving person. Odin, what about you? Um, I'm super impressed with flying to a, a virtual virtual con. So uh, I, I am also going to do four, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, may heavily, heavily skew or neutralize the game. And I apologize for that. Uh, Fate course sounded really cool. And I can fully appreciate uh, the exasperation of, of getting hit at the last second when you thought you were done with, with your game. So I'll, I'll give one to David as well. <laughs> well, yay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, let's see. Uh, my turn. Uh, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna be diplomatic, and I'm gonna give three to Anna because that is amazing. And I'm gonna give three to Odin because that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brian. I am going to give all of my widgets to Anna. Uh oh. I I don't think I have to explain why everyone <laughs> heard my reaction. <laughs> yeah, no, it, uh, it makes perfect sense. So Anna's oh, yeah. box was the one that had all the widgets in it. Ours were all empty. Anna yeah. Anna made me feel feel extra nerdy just talking about that <laughs> that was fantastic Thank I, you. I, I think one of the the best ways to describe something nerdy is something you really don't have any business doing and there's no real reason to do it you just think it would be fun to do it and you do it anyway hell yeah it's yep. so awesome and i just want to reiterate it again i know i've said it like three times now you are actually flying to a virtual convention on a yep. virtual plane mm-hmm. yeah that is I thought the analogy so was kind of cool. It is wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. and I think when I'm done there, I probably have to fly to to a virtual Gen Con too. So so I make it back for Gen Con. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> that's so amazing. Um I um hold on, we're not done yet. Mikey, you got uh, you got six to go. Oh thank you, David. I was gonna do that, but you 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 jumped on it too. Thank you. Trying to help, bro. Trying to help. <laughs> Odin gets everything. Ooh. What? <laughs> oh, super cool. Oh god, you have to make me count these. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think they're tied. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually having to count. Yeah, we can see a little marker kind of go it, step by step. It here. is an absolute tie. Oh, awesome. <laughs> What's funny is I could have just carriage return and copy and paste and see where they lined up. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I think it was funnier when you're actually moving the cursor to count. Oh, every yeah, time. That, that, if we had a video podcast on this, that would have been fantastic. Yeah. I, you know, maybe doing some kind of screen cap in the future would be fun because um, yeah. we always talk about the outline and I think yeah. some of our more dedicated um, listeners make jokes about the outline. So yeah, that would be that would be fun. Maybe I could do some kind of animation for YouTube or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, I am not hosting. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. Yes, I see. Mm. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not hosting, I see. Hmm. Hosting, host. hosting by committee. So, so next up, we are... Uh, what if the committee if the committee is you know please should if we move you have on to the, the main if topic you have the outline in front of you odin you are welcome to read that script i wrote up oh okay so um so for the topic discussion yeah the little introduction right. 
little script under there. Yeah, I actually want to hear this. Read it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to the topic discussion. And for this week's episode, we're talking about what the fuck strangest monsters in RPG. The uh, tabletop role-playing games wouldn't be much fun to play if we weren't didn't have big, hideous monsters for the players to fight. And there's many varieties of monsters. There's big ones, small, and strange ones, right? So what we want to talk about is that there are also certain monsters that make up the common person say, what the fuck? What were the writers smoking when they came up with this shit? Well, today we're going to talk about our take on the strangest monsters that we can find in these games. And what we want to do here first is, of course, invite our guest, Anna, to uh, talk about the, her favorite or her first what the fuck monster she's got on her list. And that is how a pro does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really I'm, I'm going to dig that, it. That yeah. was a cold read, too. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that was an awesome <laughs> intro. That was an I'm amazing cold read. <laughs> I'm going to dig into the the uh, the I would say the the tome of what the fuck monsters and that's the fiend folio from from first edition. Man, ADD. going old school. Hell yeah, yeah, I'm going old school on this one. And and yeah. actually, I'm going to take a monster that is so ordinary that I think that's the kind of completely screwed up feature of the the whole monster. And on page forty of the said fine folio, there is a, a guy called Frostman, and and okay. it's simply a human wearing some sort of of old kind of fur coating and carrying a little hand axe and and a sack of something and then weirdly enough he's wearing sunglasses like shades like regular sunglasses and he looks like a dude from from an old cartoon in the 1940s or something he looks absolutely ridiculous and the whole thing is that they are just like regular people and they can have glasses and all that so meaning so what's the what's the deal and it's one of these weird things that are just like a normal human being but some weird abilities of of, of doing some frosty things but to me that's just the why why bother oh thank you so much there you have it why even bother making a monster like that to me it's just ridiculous i have never heard of that before that is it is literally a dude in yep. a sweater mm-hmm. yep. with a bag and <laughs> yeah. an axe and, and, an and, and yes sneakers too with, with on too so yeah it, to me, it's a completely useless monster that is absolutely fills no purpose. You took what the fuck to the other level. I mean, he has an ice blast. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. But a regular fantasy dude can have that like a sorcerer or whatever. You don't need to make it. And, and he's supposed to be a different kind of creature, but he's in every way, shape and form a human. Interesting. And hmm. I, th- 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 that's not the only one. There, there's Sandman's and all sorts of stuff. But a lot of them, at least, they are kind of quirky in some more fundamental way. This is just a dude with shaders and and like you go skiing or something. And and it's it's there's nothing particular about it at all. But they have a different culture or whatever. So that's just some weirdo superfluous kind of what the fuck monster. So yeah. Well, he's he's got shades on because he's a cool dude, right? Yeah, exactly. He's so cool uh, okay. that he doesn't belong in a D and D game. So yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So that, that's the I am really it. thinking that this is an example of an art order that just wasn't communicated or yeah. they just grabbed from a bunch of samples that the artist sent. Yeah. Because the the description is a frostman is a deadly humanoid that is infused with elemental cold magic. I think if this was color, it would be blue. Yeah. yeah. In, in black and oh, white, yeah. it's kind of yep. hard to, uh, yep. I mean, the slick back hair, the uh, the sneakers. 
the sack. It, it's kind of hard to tell. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know why he has slick back hair and the sunglasses? Because he's cool. Yep. Hey. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> cool. In in yeah. So there's a lot of humor built into it. So so which I think it's kind of part of the fun. But yeah. But to me, it's one of these useless what the fuck monsters. Kind of typical that way. Yeah. I am very impressed. Um, Odin, what have you brought to our table? Um, I was also going a little old school. I apologize. I don't have my books in front of me. So this is totally basically what I could have from memory. Uh, one of my favorite kind of huh that really reacted monsters. I just love the classic rust monster. And uh, a couple of the reasons why I really like the rust monster is I remember having a little toy, like a little plastic thing that very much looked like the rust monster to me when I was a kid. And and the fact that it's appeared on Futurama. Mm-hmm. That there Did was a, you know <laughs> that the rust yeah? monster is based on that toy. Yep. No, is it? Yes. I had the yep. toy that the Rust Monster was based Gary off. Gary Gygax had little... that toy. He had yep. a whole collection of toys that became monsters in D&D from that line. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just these weird plastic toys and yeah. many of them became D&D monsters. And that was the origin of the Rust Monster. Wow. So I actually had a copy of the original Rust Monster? Yes. Man, I, now I really miss that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's totally cool. Uh, but just uh, I like the idea also uh, you're going to go up against monsters, you're fighting monsters, you're wearing plate because you're going to be buffed out because it doesn't cost anything. It's it's a game, right? And 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 your swords and here's the monster that's just going to eat all of your protective and offensive weapons. I thought it was a great idea too. But that's um, great. Yeah, I, yeah. So that may not be all that. What the fuck? But uh, that was that was that was my favorite one that I could that I could pull off the top of my head. It's definitely up there, especially if you know you have a party that's never seen them before. All these little insect things are running over to you. And, oh my god, my sword's disintegrating. <laughs> yeah, right. What the heck? Yeah, I Another example of a monster that was inspired by that toy line um, was the um, Boule, the land shark. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh. And the owl uh, bear. Yep. Uh, okay. Good old there was an artist that released a bunch of 3D models you could download and then print. And he had one that was a bear with sharks for hands. So it's like a giant grizzly bear with sharks for arms or hands. And I actually printed the thing. I've got it over here. I have no idea what it is or even if he even made it up. But that was, um, sorry, just Owlbear suddenly made me think of that thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> it has so, two I mean, melee attacks there, but they both do piercing damage. And oh my gosh. And as a bonus attack, it can do a thrash. So is, is that a legitimate monster? No, I just thought it right up in my head. Oh, okay. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Sorry. I got distracted by looking at photos of these toys. Um, <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, please send me a link. About? I haven't seen it in forever. It's a, it's a grizzly bear with shark hands. I put it in the yeah. chat. I put the um, the, the picture of the rust monster in the chat. Yeah, the rust monster. Okay. Yeah, he was talking about something else. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, there was a there was a 3D artist that put up uh, models you could download and print out with the 3D printer. He did one that was basically a grizzly bear with sharks for arms. Like wow. A pair of, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's not terrifying or anything. Yeah, no, not at all. So. I didn't mean to do. That's not me trying to do two for one. It was just a sudden spark memory thing for me. So well, um, we're gonna we're gonna need a bigger boat. You know, we're gonna need a bigger boat. You should know us well enough pig. that you ah. really don't care. <laughs> um, oh, that's oh good. Uh, so what we got? David's gonna gonna tell us uh, his. Sure. Um, one of the biggest what the fucks I've had a party go through was when I introduced them to a, a, a rakshasa. They had no idea what was going on. It's a giant, basically humanoid that looks like a large cat and. One of their most uh, distinguishing figures is their hands are backwards. 
Like they're upside down. The thumbs are on the bottom. It's weird. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That is weird. Yeah, and the cool thing about them is, is uh, they if you run afoul of them, they curse you. And even if you kill them, unless you're on the the material plane where they come from, they come back after a certain amount of time. One of the <laughs> things about the Rakshasa that I always thought was strange was in early editions of the game, its weakness was a blessed crossbow bolt. And I always thought, why crossbow? Why not bow? Yeah. Why why does it have to be specifically a crossbow? Why can't be a, it be a wooden why would a wooden stake work? No, no, it has to be a crossbow bolt. Well, generally crossbow bolts are thicker than arrows you fire out of a bow. The book is still not dead. Yeah, they also they're also not as long. Um <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't know why that's weird. In my yeah. head, I just see these these like two kids like sitting at the D&D table and one of them goes, "The book says he's still not dead." Yeah, that was a, a robot chicken <laughs> joke about yeah. the werewolf. Yeah. Oh yeah, cuz he he sat there with the uh, like he yeah, like, pulls like, out a chain gun and put like, like, birds into the goo. Bush, eats sets it, the and bush then, like, on, no, sets the bush then, on fire, mixes yeah. the ashes into bread, eats the bread. Shit Gets it out, and then goes. The book, according to the book, he's still not dead. Still not dead, yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Oh, that was one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite ones too. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I've had We're several. Still uh, not dead. Yeah, I mean, according to the book, he didn't use silver. It's still not dead. Just <laughs> a in some a a devil from hell that broke free of hell and took corporeal form on um the material plane to enjoy the material plane. But they don't just you know live at large. They live at large and they eat people. Yeah. And their yeah. favorite way to eat people is while they're still alive. Oh, Generally, God. yeah. Well, uh, the, the first time I, I ever I, I heard of a Rakshasa was, of course, you know, Critical Role because that was one of their that was one of their big bads in the beginning of their series. Their oh, series. Yeah, I remember that. That was that one was uh, that one messed with me a little bit because when especially when they had him come back, it made me really like Rakshasa. Oh yeah. Anna, Rakshasa. are there any notable Rakshasas in the Greyhawk rope in the Greyhawk <laughs> campaign? No, I don't think so. But I, I think there are some in in the Bakloonish West. That's where I think the rock sources kind of fit in culturally and thematically. Okay. But I haven't heard of any any particular major villains that are Rakshasa, no. Aww. All right. Well, uh, Brian, it's your turn. So I am bringing with me um, one of my favorite monsters. Um, this is a monster that has changed a lot over the years because it existed in 1st edition, Advanced Dungeons and & Dragons, and then it came back in 5th edition. Um, you wouldn't recognize the monster in each edition. Um, it is called a Nilbog. <laughs> if you've seen the movie... Troll Sorry. 2, you will know Dear. that no bug is goblin backwards. It's goblin backwards! <laughs> um, in first edition D&D and Nilbog had, it had like mirror ability in that if you attacked it with a weapon you would heal it. And if you did more damage than it hits its hit points it would get them, it would get more hit points over its total that faded at one per hour. Wow. Um, they, the, the, the fun thing about them, the fun thing about them is that if you heal them, thinking healing would hurt them the healing heal. heals them too <laughs> and if you're nice to them instead of mean, mean to them fair. yeah and there have been adventurers who have tied down no bugs and tried to feed them to death and they just get fat <laughs> 
<laughs> if you cast spells at them, the spell is 50% likely. It, no, it's 25% likely to work. And then the other percent, and then half and half is it'll either bounce back at you or reverse an effect. Interesting. And spells that have reverse effects always do the reverse on no bugs, except for healing. Basically, if it benefits the no bug, it works. If it doesn't benefit the no bug, it's going to fuck with the spell. Wow. Um, fuck these things. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that the writers that were thinking, let's spell goblin backwards and make a mirror monster and make something really annoying. Yep. Um, they do pick fights. They are evil. Um, fifth edition expanded on them a bit. Um, fifth edition got rid of the reverse damage thing oh, and good. made them um, the spell an evil spirit that inhabits goblins. It's a mischievous spirit that moves into goblin tribes and gets goblins to basically worship it and treat it like a god. And they have an ability that if you attack them, it can charm you. And every time you attack it, you have to save or be charmed. Interesting. Oh. Mm -hmm. I think that can be equally annoying. Every time? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and the charm effect is a little different than most charm effects, because most charm effects in D&D make you want to be its friend. This charm effect makes you worship it. Oh, wow. You wow. just stop wow. and start praising the no bug. Mm. Interesting. It's not a very high DC, as most things in um, fifth edition are not extremely high. Well, so, that's but, the beauty. Of, well, fifth edition, trying to compare numbers in fifth edition and numbers in like Pathfinder, it's a completely different system. Yeah. And you're not supposed to be able to get up into the 20s and 30s for things. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, that is my strange monster. Feel free to look that one up. I, I did my research for this one. Um, I remembered this from way back in my second edition D&D days when somebody was telling me about first edition monsters and was like the nobog i was not able to find the original source i apologize i think it was a dragon magazine that wouldn't surprise Dang. me good old dragon um but it is in the official yeah. I, I think it's in volo's guide in fifth edition um so uh, michael what have you brought to the table today for me it's one that you actually uh introduced me to uh, to mess with my players in a sewer once and I just ended up really liking it because my players fell for it. Hook, land, and sinker. It's the gelatinous cube. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, there's always room for jello. Yeah, always. I, I am going to introduce a new thing to make a twist on on our um, conversations. What's that? Um, you know, we're talking about all these weird monsters. We should start answering the question. How does it poop? <laughs> Oh, um, that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I think it, it pushes whatever bones and armors left to the bottom of its gelatinous form and just scoots away. But it still smells really bad. Did you do the floating skeleton <laughs> trick? Yes, and we got and I and I got two people with it right off the bat. <laughs> oh, uh, one person's like, I run, I run up, I run up, and I, I was like, okay, how, I was like, how far do you run? And lately on the map, they're like, oh, I'm gonna stop like right here, and I'm gonna shoot, I'm gonna shoot an arrow at it. I'm like, okay, great. And the other person's like, I'm just gonna go run and swing hard at it. I was like, okay, you roll, um, shoot your arrow. And he's like, he's like, oh, it's, I miss. And he, uh, they, they rolled like a two. And the arrow, I was like, you see the arrow go in and then start to skew off. And then the, uh, the, the other guy, he's, I was like, you go. He goes, yeah. I was like, okay, you're now engulfed. Take, tw uh, take 22 points of, uh, acid Jesus. damage. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah. And then at this point, they're like, what is he in? What's going on? Oh, I had, I, it was all, they were all level two players and they were like having aneurysms about why <laughs> their, this person was now like kind of floating and not moving in front of a skeleton. 
I have a, I had a great uh, experience like that myself. Uh, I'm running a group of players through Dungeon of the Mad Mage in 5th edition, and in one of the rooms there is a colossal-sized gelatinous cube. Oh my thir- god. 30 foot what? by 30 foot. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet and, mother of uh, milk. So there's a, uh, and there's a, 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 a skull in the middle of it that's encased in a block of, of glass basically that's floating there so my group uh, does a magical trick to look through the door and all they see is this floating uh, this this skeleton floating so they think the room is filled with water so they spend like the next hour and a half trying to figure out a way to drain this room of water <laughs> <laughs> when they finally go inside it's like oh there's no water no but uh you know you, uh, two steps later oh yeah you're now engulfed wait what <laughs> <laughs> oh it was so good well you know what I actually have uh, my wife's cousin he actually gave me an early birthday present like a very early birthday present he got me the gelatinous cube pop vinyl from uh gamestop nice it's it's a green gelatinous cube and it's got a skull and a key and a a random bone and a shield floating in the middle of it oh that's that's beautiful i was like thank you i have i bought a gelatinous cube mini from a game shop in ohio and it is resin, but it is designed to put right on top of a mini that gets engulfed. Mm-hmm, that's that's cool. oh, very cool. It is gonna, very nice. I was going to get one from the game shop in Temecula. They have because or well, not game shop, it's a comic shop that sells gaming supplies inside the Temecula Mall. I was like, ah, I was like, I'll get it next time. And then I went when I went back, it was gone, and it had a little skeleton floating in the middle of it. I felt I, I, I could have kicked myself. I was so sad. I, I I made one out of a chess X dice box and some hot glue. Nice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. I, I have it works just well. Box. I have used chess X dice boxes as gelatinous cubes. I am guilty of that. Yeah, well, I <laughs> use some hot glue on the outside to give it a little bit of texture, and then yeah, there's your, ge- oh, there's wow, your jello you cube. Actually made one. I did yeah, a man, while ago, I, but I just totally did. I'm still yeah, gonna steal really that cool. idea because my my characters are not. I'm gonna see if I can get them with that with that trick again. But this time it's gonna it's gonna be somebody who's still actively decomposing, so they're gonna think it's an undead instead of a skeleton. And like, we are back around to Anna. I think we will all have time to one more. Everyone keep track of try to make these quick. Um, Think like three to four minutes. Oh, yeah. So, Anna... Have you brought any other strange monsters with you? Yeah. Uh, the first one was, I thought, a, a bad monster and a bad example of, of how to do things and taking humanoid. But now I want to do the opposite and take something that might not be the best what-the-fuck monster, but I think it's one of the best ways of actually designing a monster that is kind of really cool. And that's the Edder Cap, that Spider-Man kind of. And and I just love that one. It's, it's, it, it's a monster that is so cool in so many ways and has so many awesome illustrations. And it's, I think, also a perfect way of illustrating how you can actually take a basically humanoid form and turn it into a cool alien monster that kind of stand on its own and doesn't have to be ridiculous or anything that way. But it's still the kind of a what the fuck monster because it is has a lot of shock value and you can use it in many kind of cool ways. And it has a, a cool culture hanging out with spiders and stuff. And I guess it poops pellets that are encased in spider web. When what? I, we, most of the monsters we've talked about are, are pretty straightforward. How would you describe a monster, um, uh, a a um, adder cap for people who may have never heard of that? <laughs> it, it's it's a basically a humanoid that, through generations and generations and some magic influence or whatever, is kind of a semi spider. It's it's 
has spidery tendencies and, and ideas. It can climb spider webs. It has kind of slightly spidery arms. It, it depends on, on what can, there's many cool illustrations. Some are more spidery than others. One from third edition is actually kind of cute in a way, just like some spiders are both very kind of, if you don't like spiders, you get terrified of them. But if you kind of like them, they look cute. And the editor cap on the illustration in third edition is very much the same way. So I think it's it's kind of cool. It has a little bit of a pot belly and some big eyes and some antennas and some cute fur and and some big spidery hands and 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 then kind of clumsy feet. So it's it's kind of a it's both comical, effective and weird and a lot of these things all in one go, so to speak, and has a story and can fit in an environment. And to me, that's very much what a monster should do. So so I think it's it's a good example of a well-designed monster that can add to any adventure that could still kind of freak out players and, and you can use it in, in many different ways. My main experience with the editor cap was in the Baldur's Gate video game. Mm-hmm. And I hated those fuckers because they yeah. always had trap, <laughs> they had web traps everywhere and it yep. was so annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, the One of the things that I think is kind of interesting about doing this podcast episode is I, I keep looking up the monster in its original edition and comparing it to the picture now. And I mean, this is an audio podcast, but I'm going to do my best. Yeah. The original first edition editor cap looks like a Neanderthal man with claws. Yeah. And and a dew claw on its Achilles tendon. And Ow. a, a draconic <laughs> mouth and like little fur, like like hair all over its body. It just looks like a hairy man. Yep. Comparing that to the modern pictures of an adder cap, which looks like a humanoid crossed with a spider, the thing that I find odd is every version of the adder cap has the pot belly. Yep. Hmm. It's like all these designers were like, that's the most important thing, art order. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, to be yep. fair, most spiders do have a large abdomen. That, they, yeah. So they, they have a round, yeah, round body. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But looking at all the pictures, I just picture the editor cap spends most of its day with a beer. Yep. yep. Hold on Maybe. a second. I have a dog and cat situation. Keep on talking. He's channeling. He's channeling Thor from. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's yeah. It, it, but I, I think it's it's kind of the, it's, I I could see the editor cap being very laid back, just waiting in, and just like spiders waiting for for hapless adventures coming to get kind of entrapped and, and engulfed in the webs and tangled up and all that. So yeah. Oh man, screw these things! I'm looking at a picture of it. Yep. Oh, that is nightmare inducing. Yeah, I, I think it, in that way it's it, it is a what the fuck monster, but it's it's a very well designed monster. I think it's one of the my favorite monsters that way. It's 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 done the way monsters should be designed. It has a, a, a kind of a slightly why it's not too niche because you can actually believe it's kind of a creature that could exist in a fantasy world and and could actually have a sort of little culture and 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 live with spiders and and and. and exist so to speak fill a niche so to speak that, yeah oh my gosh yep oh man huh. so odin do you yeah, have another would. one that you would like to tell us that is what in the fuck inducing um sure i'm going to stretch the rules a little bit hope you guys are okay with this it, it involves a monster but it's not specifically a monster uh what with the other one that i that i uh, actually was suggested to me by by a good friend it comes from the book of the isle of darkness and it's called the violated horn Ooh. and as an item what it is it's a unicorn horn and so you carry this item with you and that's the that's the monster part it was a unicorn right 
it seems innocent okay. enough. Effectively, the best way to describe this, when you need to, to use the violated horn, you break it, like you'd break a stick over your knee type of a thing. And it sends, sends you back, just like a save point in a video game, to the place where the horn was violated. But the way it, the, the description is written, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll pair it because I can't remember it right now, it isn't that this is where the unicorn died. This is the spot where you took the horn and violated somebody with it. So oh. you have to kill a unicorn, take the horn, rape somebody with the horn, that creates your save point to come back to. Wow. Oh, I just need to that say, was what the that fuck is like a what the fuck. <laughs> that's yeah. not only what the fuck, that's... And, 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 and if, if, the, if I misunderstood in, that, I apologize, but it's like, what? <laughs> what? My God. I think what that fits here? the bill perfectly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, a Book of the Isle Darkness. I'd have to look that up. I don't remember now. Darkness was... I remember it from my 20s I think. Um, no, maybe what school. the fuck? I, I think that literally fill, fulfilled the term "what the fuck." So to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty good. Did, uh, okay, problematic see, much? Did you guys ever see the movie Your Highness with Danny McBride and, and James Franco? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, because there's that just seems like something that would be in that movie because it's a fantasy movie that's just full of what the fuck stuff. Like the the main the legendary weapon is sword of unicorn, not the sword of unicorn of unicorns it's the sword of unicorn and it just <laughs> reminds me of that oh and my coincidentally God. earlier this uh, a couple days ago if not earlier today in an old box i found a silicon mold that i had made in like 98 for the unicorn horn that was uh for my darkness costume so i actually found no. it. <laughs> it's like oh i should recast this thing because this mold will probably work once because it's so old <laughs> oh wow no okay, you you brought something truly monstrous to the podcast <laughs> yeah hey uh, I, I blame joe the guy face. making the uh the the gundam suit with he's the one that brought it up That's so it's like oh you should fantastic. do this thank you joe for that that's yeah. really good crap what really the fuck? good what the uh, well, that's, there yeah, you go <laughs> that really gets you to say i i can't believe that ever was in a book i i did i did own that book though i remember owning that book i don't remember that part i remember that there were rules for sadomasochism okay it was it was it, it had it was the only D and D had two books back then that had mature content warnings on them. Yes, they did. Okay. It was that one that. and Book of Exalted Deeds. And yeah, there were a lot of freaky things in there, but I don't remember that one. I am so glad you brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we're so glad. I I so so David. Yeah. I've <laughs> I've got one that's kind of like that, but nowhere near oh. as bad. It, it's it's it, it's 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 a creature, but it's also like a trap. Basically, you open up a chest, and inside is a single gold coin. And tiny, uh, tiny <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a devouring. It's a, a coin of devouring, or a hungry coin, or whatever it's called. Whatever you put it next to other coins, it slowly eats them until it is the only one left. Oh, that is truly evil. So you, your group picks it up as part of their loot haul, and suddenly their gold dis is starting to disappear on them. Oh, they don't they know don't where even it's going. Notice. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So it's not eating the adventurers. It's just eating. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Whatever you put it with other gold pieces it slowly devours them. I think it's one gold an hour or something like What's that. funny yeah. is that actually makes sense for some insects in nature that are predators and they pretend to be the thing they eat. Yeah. Yeah, I found that yeah. in a book once and I was like, oh, that's amazing. I'm still throwing that's that at 
players. I like that. Oh my gosh. I can picture the coin um, kind of unfolding itself and looking sort of like a beetle in my head. I, I, it, oh, yeah. I, All right. I, I think the book, when that when that came originally out, they were very vague about it. So I, I think some people interpreted it as like an ooze. Other people thought of it, you know, like a, a miniature mimic. But I, I always pictured it as like a bug. And it camouflaged yeah, itself sense. to look like a gold coin. Yeah, that's the way. To, that's the way, the, uh, a, a good way of, of doing it. But yeah, I, I found that and I threw that at my group once and they had no idea what was going on. And they never actually figured it out. Even uh, even after uh, they they emptied out their their bag that supposedly had a, a bunch of gold in it and only one came out like wait what happened to all their gold yeah. they were hit by the one gold bandit yeah yep they, they I, had thought yep. someone had robbed them during the night or something I was like no <laughs> I mean not your investigation check shows that there's no footprints around you <laughs> awesome. oh my gosh that's dude that's a good one oh man I would throw that at the players for sure oh man I like that. Brian, do you have another what the fuck inducing? I certainly do. Um, I have another fiend folio monster. Um, this one is called the wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Now, first off, this is not a wolf that tra- shape shape shifts into a, a sheep. When I first heard of the monster, I thought that's what it was, and was very disappointed. <laughs> when you mentioned it, that's what I thought too. Um, so picture you go into the woods and you see a a stump with a squirrel sitting on top. Okay. And you uh, approach the squirrel to try to catch it because you're hungry and you want some food. And then all of a sudden, a big giant mouth opens in the stump and the like the legs, the roots come out like legs and it like opens a big giant mouth and like eats you. <laughs> and then the next person who comes to see the stump sees a person that looks like you sitting on the stump. Oh my gosh. The, yeah. the, it, okay. It's, it's like an like, angler fish. It's a yeah. puppeteer. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like a forest mimic, kind of. Yeah, it except yeah. that it puppets creatures to mm-hmm. use as bait. And yep. in Pathfinder Society, I played an adventure where we saw a wolf in sheep's clothing, but it was we saw a little gnome guy sitting on a stump waving at us, and we all approached, and the thing just busted up and attacked, scared the crap out of us. They were hard monsters, but... I just challenge everyone to really think, how did someone come up with the idea of a stomp that puppets a creature as bait? It's it's pretty awesome. And yeah, anglerfish comes to mind because it's a, a creature that holds something up as bait. Yeah. I, I think maybe that was the, the inspiration. Um, by the I, way, I can these see things that or, can... or it's a bait for a search party. So like somebody else from the village or, or, or race wants to find out what happens. And, oh, there they, there's my friend. They go over to go find their friend. Yeah. They can also burrow. So very often what they'll do is they'll lure someone away from a group, grab them and pull them underground. That's a lot like an angler. So it's like a horror oh. movie monster. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's an antlion angler, angler fish. Oh, yeah, the, it's a gra- it's a graboid that ha- that keeps a tentacle up above the ground. My my the thing that makes me go what the fuck is the name? I would think of a better name than a wolf in sheep's clothing because it doesn't make any sense for what the creature is. Stump I think, puppet. <laughs> I think you either call it a name that sounds like a fantasy creature wrote it in their language, or you call it a stump puppeteer. Yeah, yeah, a stumper. Yep. 
or a forest puppeteer, <laughs> if you don't want it to sound stupid. A stumpeteer. <laughs> oids. I like oids. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Stumpoid. I, I think Stump-oids. it's one of the You'll be sorry and, you don't give it a name. <laughs> and for the answer of how does it poop, it poops in the woods. Well, of course it does. Nice. The with the bears. Poop. Well, the bears are afraid of it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to talk about poop with a violated horn. Is that okay? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> we're, we're, trying to, we're, we're trying to run a clean show here. <laughs> well, good luck with that. Man. <laughs> Fair enough. Never mind. How does that thing poop? <laughs> I I just you know we all have to let Anthony know that he messed out on the missed out on the violated horn because that was designed for him. Oh yeah, he would oh, totally have been not the actual it. horn. You know, <laughs> just the oh, I think we're learning something about Anthony. <laughs> I think so. Uh, Michael, you got any else? Uh, yes, the the gibbering mouther. Always fun. I have always I have read about them and I have never had a chance to run into one. And I and just reading about them, it's I like things that can induce insanity onto players. Yes, when one, you get go ahead. One thing that's fun is you get the the, the audio editing program Audacity. Yeah. And record a bunch of you record a bunch of nonsense words together, and then you start speeding them up and slowing them down and playing them backwards then on a separate track take the whole thing and put the Paul stretch filter on it oh gosh it will sound insane it will it will make you feel weird and you will think that's what a gibbering mouth sounds like oh all right that sounds like great idea yeah so for those who don't know how would you describe a gibbering mouth a gibbering mouther to describe they're from everything i've seen on them they're like the almost the gelatinous like wad of like fleshy material that is like just mouths everywhere like sharp toothed mouths with little polka dot eyes everywhere and it just kind of slogs itself around and it's got to be wet because it creates difficult terrain within 10 feet of itself and it just seems to me to be a terrifying creature considering that it can drive it can drive players uh characters insane with its incessant babbling gibbering and, and cackling i i think the best way to really think about a gibbering mouther is it's a it's a cthulhu monster yes. that's what i was thinking yeah yes yeah it's often which which are around it so that you can use its mouths to drive itself forward. It's creepy. Yeah. yeah exactly. How does it poop out, out, one, of out, the out one of the out, out one of the unlucky mouths? It rolls. It rolls. I, it rolls a dice that has the same number of mouths it has, and then whatever number it lands on, that's the unlucky one. It's like, oh, sorry, sorry, Hank. No, I pooped already. No. I pooped it already. How about its physiology? Is that the gibbering? Is its pooping? Oh God. <laughs> that's how it's releasing its waste and that's why it drives you insane it doesn't huh, that's not spit hitting you in the face oh <laughs> yes here go um <laughs> my experience with gibbering mounters and pathfinder society is every time one shows up most people at the table who know what they are go ah crap yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the one player who knows what he's doing you start shoving e- uh, wax into his ears he's like nope 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 i knew i carried beeswax around with me for a reason you all call uh, me crazy 
No, well, he has he has he has like severed goblin fingers and he's like shoving them in his ears. <laughs> you guys said I was crazy for picking these up. What was the um the thing that um we did with the jibbering mouth there? Um glitter dust. Glitter dust? Glitter yeah. Dust. We blinded it. Oh. Well don't, wait, don't they have blind sight? Um they don't I actually do, have, do eyes, have eyes as far as I know. They so. have no, eyes they all have, over their body. No, they do. They oh, have, they have eyes right. all over their body. No, they have dark so they have dark vision, sorry. I think they're actually prone to it. Like it causes more problems for them than other creatures. But you know, the game's been around a long time. <laughs> it's true. Oh. I do remember that blinding it helped. Well, blinding most things help. I mean, mostly yeah. because gibbering mouthers get a lot of attacks in Pathfinder First Edition. Yes, they do. They are quite mean. That's the thing that makes them so dangerous more than the mind control it, than the um the confusion is the fact that they attack like five times. My lord. Okay, yeah. I'd have to look it up. I don't I don't remember exactly what they look like. I don't, I'm not looking at my bestiary. Um, think of a piece of silly putty covered in googly eyes. No, no, I get that much. I meant like what their stat block looks like. Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. CR4, I think. That's a lot of uh, attacks for CR4. Uh, it's a, uh, well, for, I, I looked at, I, I found mine for a fifth, for a fifth, because I was, I was trying to find information on it. Uh, for me, for fifth, it's, a, it's only a, it's only a CR2. Oh, CR5. Oh, wow. Six attacks. Good lord. It does they, get six attacks. Holy crap. They only yeah. do a D4, but still. Six attacks with Seriously. a D4. Each attack has grab. And then he does blood drain and can engulf. And oh man, these things are mean. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the blurb, a horrid mass of eyes, mouths, and formless flesh stares in all directions. It's countless maws yammering ceaselessly. The the way to run them that's kind of nasty is, so the blood drain does an automatic, so each, never, yeah, each round it maintains its grapple. It does 1d4 damage, and it does some constitution damage. The, the way I've seen them misinterpreted was people would do attack, grapple, blood drain, attack, grapple, blood drain attack grapple blood drain that is one of the ways you kill parties but it's not the way the monster yeah holy crap that's that's insane but i have seen that many times yeah that's, that's the gm not knowing how the rules work yeah well, and grapple rules are confusing they are but still yeah the um good good call on a monster michael um i think that is it for time we each got to share two yeah not bad All i'm right. good with it yeah. Um, so being that is the end of our topic, it is time for Tales from the Extra Dimensional Portal. And um, this is the first time we have done this segment with guests. Um, you know, I, I hope it's not too... They did sign all the forms, right? Yeah, yeah. I hope it's not too confusing to have all of our, you know, our consoles and portal equipment floating near you. I mean, it does exist everywhere all the time. But when you're on our show, you get to see it. Fair enough. Now, if I remember right, I signed all the forms tomorrow, wasn't it? Isn't that right? Or yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. actually how it works. You have to okay. you you, yep. you sign that you sign them tomorrow, and but okay. you. Um, you we have them notarized 100 years ago. Yeah, yeah. It sure. can get okay. a little confusing, but we get used to it after a while. Um, so Odin, um, yeah. we have you, we have you rigged up. Um, we have, <laughs> we have decided that <laughs> I got um, no strings. We're gonna, take, we're gonna take a few moments to um use our portal technology. Um, we we we're you know we were given the opportunity to have a conduit in you 
Um, so me. yeah, yeah, now because you're, you know, you're, you're Odin. So <laughs> I'm going to push a button. I'm going to push a button here and we are going to interview the actual Norse God Odin. Oh, I see. All right. So, um, I'm going to activate the portal. So in three, two, one, activate it. You know, it's, it's very good technology. It doesn't make any sound effect. It is quite useful. So, um, welcome to nerd podcast radio. Um, it, it's nice to have you here. Um, um yes. Um, <laughs> uh, Please tell us a bit about your for, for the listeners at home. Please tell us about yourself. I I am Odin. You have, you you are here because of me. You're welcome. <laughs> there was there was a, there was a point in time when the uh, when we were played with ice giants and and if you look about there are no ice giants. You're welcome. And if you do not do not know who Odin is, you probably should look that up because I know that you have the ability to do so now because there is writing. Something else I I uh, had my uh, eye to and well, um, on, yeah. On, on behalf of most of us here on the planet, thank you. Those ice giants sound uh, terrible. <laughs> I believe that um, not fun. I believe that in the longest night of the year, every year we have we have you to thank for um, a lot of our tra- traditions involving Santa Claus. Yes, very much so. Uh, Santa Claus seems to be a a, a wonderful mixture. They 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 picked a, a really with with me. They picked a really good uh, way of coming up with the the the, the look and. and the the feel and the tradition of it and then this coca-cola thing mixed in all their colors and whatnot whatever but anyway i guess it was a collaborative thing between marketing and and some wise individuals um anna as our residence weed do you have any questions for odin i must say that the, the lake that you put your eye into it's it's now a tourist attraction and and it's it's kind as of, it should be <laughs> yeah so it's awesome we, we can stare back at you now it's 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 so cool and we can see it back from the the Jutten, uh, where, where your your ancient giants room. Nice, excellent. Yes, it is. It is a beautiful lake, is it not? Yep. It's been a long time since I've been there. Oh, but you stare at out of out of it every day, so it's it's kind of yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that might get boring though. The view doesn't really change. No, it changes day and night, and it gets dark in the winters and bright in the summers, and, right and people summers. go swimming. That that's kind of gives you a wonderful view, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right, and. And the other fun thing that's actually enjoyable to to how you want to look at it, speed up, slow down, to actually talk to you mortals, the the time difference is quite different. It's enjoyable to see the seasons go by, and 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 as I understand it, that's a, more of a crawl for you. But getting to see the 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 changes of of your world and seeing the changes of the planet and the changes of of the colors is is very nice. Okay, so Odin, um, I hope the host body we provided for you is um, acceptable. He needs to take better care of it. Oh. <laughs> Well, um, this is all the time we have to talk to you today. Thank you all, Father, for being here. Um, We're sorry we didn't find another one for you. um, Feel free to help yourself to any of the artifacts in the studio you are in. I like this hammer. Yeah, feel free. Um, It's on us. It's on us. No worries, bro. So um, I am going to um, to send you back um, to your to your domain. Um, Good. And I just want to say thank you. You have our our fealty and and praise. Thank you. All right. I am pushing the button. Praise God of War. You. And I don't know if that. Hello, Odin. Are you back? Um, yeah, that was weird. Did I have like a Wi-Fi dropout or something? I wasn't hearing anything. Oh, um, did oh. you? Um... And why? And why on earth do I feel like shit? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you missing anything in the studio you're in? Uh, can I tell? Um, uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I'm, not that I can see. Not that. Not that's in front of me. Oh. Man. <laughs> um. What about your your Thor's hammer? Oh, my Thor's hammer. <sighs> Okay, what the fuck? <laughs> I, got the, I got the Loki helmet, and it's right next to the Captain America shield. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> we will. I I will put you in touch with our tech support for our extra-dimensional portal, and um, they can help you find your hammer. Did you guys like open up a wormhole and grab my hammer, and that ruined my Wi-Fi? What the hell? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. That's what yeah. Happens. Wormholes are notoriously bad on Wi-Fi. So, so this is the part of the podcast where you guys get to talk about the stuff you want to promote. <laughs> <laughs> Extra dimensional hammer travel using Wi Fi portals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Man, uh, Comcast is, is getting anything uh, you would like hammered. Oh. <laughs> is there anything you would like? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now comes the part of the show where we just laugh for a few minutes how funny that was welcome to nerd podcast radio we are um anna is there anything you would like to promote and how can Uh, i guess i can be um kind of self-serving here a bit and say i have a patron and during the pandemics going on and stuff i want to make sure that i'm 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 doing my little bit so i'm i still accept new members of the patron but everything i post on patreon nothing is hidden behind a paywall or anything like that so everything is public for everybody so 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 because i can understand if a lot of people have difficulties at times like this so so but i still want to promote it so you can go either to my website annabemeyer.com or you can go to patreon.com forward slash annabemeyer and see what i'm up to and help me do more Greyhawk maps and other maps too, if you feel like it. Awesome, awesome. It's very awesome. awesome. Out. Very awesome. Uh, how about Thank you, Anna? What about you? What, what, what do you want? To, would you like to promote? What would I like to promote? Uh, I have a uh, YouTube channel for for those of you who don't know, and and I put out new content every Wednesday, which is Odin's Day, right? If you were to trans sort of not translate, it's not the right way to put it. I guess that was the the inspiration. Anyway, um, so yeah, 10, 10 a.m. Pacific every every Wednesday, I post new video. The one for this week is going to be a spell book for Magic the Gathering, and that's going to be for the live cast that I believe in the context of the podcast just happened. Uh, that'll be happening on Monday, um, June 8th, uh, 5 p.m. British time. Um, so that's that's what I'm kind of doing this, this week in, in an all very interdimensional portal way where some of it happens in the future, but not from my current point of view or something like that. Yeah, we're actually we're actually presenting this from the past right now. Yes, we are. So hello, time future. For a bit of time travel, we will have links to both Anna's Patreon and Odin's um, Odin's Patreon and YouTube channel in our yes. um, show notes on Facebook and on SoundCloud. Um, and I am a Patreon for Nerd Podcast Radio. I support yes, Nerd, you Nerd are. Podcast. Yes, you are. Thank you so much. That was one thing I wanted. You're to welcome. Was, and thank you. Who would like to go to Patreon.com/slash Nerd Podcast Radio? You can find our bonus episodes which are behind the pain wall because we're not as nice as Anna it's like Anna's like well, I opened everything up so it's not in front of a pain wall and all of us went whoa man hey, you know what? I can't follow that cool stuff. you know what interdimensional portal fuel is not free I know I, <laughs> it's expensive yep yeah um, I just want to thank all of our patrons for making us to not have to pay for this podcast ourselves we really much appreciate it we put a lot of time into this and it's fantastic 
Um, I, I, yeah, um, totally I am truly humbled by Anna's charity on her, on her Patreon. Um, yeah. I, um, yeah. going to hand it over to Michael to wrap us up. Oh, well, I, um, uh, I just got a quick shout out to, uh, my buddy Mitchell, oh, sorry, who is a fan apparently and reached out to me on Facebook and said he listens all the time. So Mitchell, you rock. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Mitchell. Hey, there you go. Odin shout yeah. out. Hell yeah. Now you've made it. Yeah. Now you're, now you're famous. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was actually a really fun, fun episode to talk about today. Uh, some monsters that gave me good ideas. I had not thought about a rust monster in a very long time. And uh, I'm glad that we had our two guests on today. I've, I don't think we've done two guests before, or at least not in a long time. And I just want to say again, Anna, Odin, thank you both for coming so very much. Uh, you're some some of the our favorite guests. Don't tell the others. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, no, I, this was a good fun, right? I I mean, I think we can probably classify them and maybe a couple others as favorites. Like the reoccurring are probably our favorites. I think that's Anna. Oh. Odin, Mike Myler, they definitely, they have definitely achieved friend of the show status. Yeah. Oh yes. So thank you Great. all. Um, yes. I I will much. let I will I will shut up and let Mikey finish. <laughs> I just want to remind everybody that we have um, only ten minutes to record our bonus episode now. Yes. All right. So thank you guys again for coming. I really enjoyed today's topic, and you know you can always find us here at Nerd Podcast Radio talking about something nerdy. And you know I've been your host, Special Mikey, along with me was Super Vegan Brian. Goodbye, Nurse David Theobald. Bye, everybody. The third. Uh, the fantasy cartographer, Anna Meyer. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, everyone. Odin the All-Father Abbott. Thank, I had a great time. Thank you, guys. I've, there's many different ways to do a run of podcast, but this is how Odin podcasts. <laughs> and we're glad of it. There so, it is. <laughs> and as always, stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. But on today's podcast, we podcasted Odin. <laughs> Odin's way. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, okay, David. Let's say goodbye. Uh, bye. Brian, I probably come. I can't find my mouse pointer. <laughs> 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 Radio.